0: The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall.
1: Just like that, the Full Toss podcast is back on the air. My name's Jim Law. You're most welcome on behalf of Chester Boughton Hall Cricket Club. Now, it was, what, I don't know, what, four or five weeks since the season finished? Well, we've been busy since then, of course, and we've recently held our awards night. So we thought we might give you a little potted edit of what happened on the evening. If you were there and sat through it, well done. Uh, If you weren't, well, fear not, you can sit through this loss. Uh, see how you go you'll hear from some of our captains well most of our, all of our captains in fact all of our saturday captains uh plus the ladies captain of course and the over 40s lots more as well some surprise awards thrown in there see what you think you're most welcome the full toss podcast
0: it's Cricket Gym, but not as we know it. Jim Law and Lee Dixon, The Full Toss.
1: Yep, so good to be back with you on The Full Toss. Uh, look, it's uh, it's we've had a bit of a rest. We probably need a slightly longer rest, but more of that later. Uh, we'll play you some of the clips from the awards evening. So some of the quality is a little bit dubious, but you'll bear with us on that. Uh, most of the captains were there those that weren't the one that wasn't uh was on video so we kind of recorded that as well and well just kind of we'll muddle through together shall we hold hands and take the plunge
0: what's on at chester bolton hall
1: So lots going on. We've been extremely busy, as you'd expect. The tent is still up at the moment, but uh, that should come down week of the 18th of October. We'll put that into storage. Uh, We'll be back up in time for next year. But of course, life goes on upstairs and indeed out on the field. Out on the field, you'll see football. They're on a Saturday and on a Sunday with uh, Chester Nomads. Behind the scenes, Eddie Skelton has taken over behind the bar. Most of you will know genial Eddie. We'll get him on the podcast, I guess, at uh, at some stage. We've rearranged the drinks as well, so uh, we're now going through Carlsberg. So there's a fantastic new range of drinks that you can purchase uh, behind the bar. Uh, Events-wise, I can tell you there's a few things uh, in the diary. There will be more as well, so please do keep an eye on the website. The first one to tell you about is Friday, the 22nd of October. Fantastic news. Killers back. Dave, the quiz, Kaloran will be uh, holding court from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock on the, the Friday night, the 22nd of October. It costs just a quid, uh, 50p for kids. There's chip butties, free chip butties at halftime as well. You know the score. Dave's been doing it for a number of years. That's a great family night. Okay, Friday, the 22nd of October, upstairs in the clubhouse. Dave Caloran with the killer quiz. Then the following Friday, the 29th of October, we have our... our annual general meeting. That's your opportunity to uh, come along and listen to what's happened over the last year or so. Plus, of course, we choose our uh, club officials for the year ahead. And just a reminder on that, if you want to be on the, on the management committee, you are, you're a member, you want to be on the man- management committee, or uh, apply to be a club official, well, you need to put that in writing to us, to our Secretary John Le Grey. Drop him a note, we'll give him a call, whatever, preferably uh, something in writing, and uh, John will put your name forward. Okay, so that's Friday the ninth. 9th of october upstairs for our annual general meeting and then a little way off but uh, uh, just to, to give you early warning now and you'll find details on the website very very soon but we're hosting a christmas lunch there'll be uh, a singer uh, upstairs there as well it'll be an event so you'll have to book it sunday the 12th of december that's sunday the 12th of december uh, from about twelve thirty onwards christmas lunch It'll be, I don't know, to be finalised, but something like three courses, uh, courtesy of Dr. Allen. Uh, a fine meal, Sunday, the 12th of December. Keep an eye out for that because we expect that one to, uh, to sun out uh, fairly quickly. Right. OK, that's what's going on. Lots more will happen, I'm sure. So just as I say, please do keep an eye on the website. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Borton Hall. Okay, so let me set the scene then for the awards night, our senior awards night, which was held in the marquee on the Friday night on the 1st of October, hosted by Lee Dixon. There was a raffle, as you'd expect, but a slight raffle with a difference. We won't bore you with all the details. Uh, Let's just say that the, uh, the top prize was a wok. I say no more. Anyway, uh, we have the uh, usual selection of, uh, of captains coming up and uh, procession of captains coming up and uh, explaining uh, who their prize winners were, highlights of the season and so on and so forth. Uh, Club chairman Chris Fleet, of course, was there to announce the player of the year and the young player of the year. Uh, plus well we had the course to celebrate the ladies the ladies uh the, the team of the year really winning the league and uh it was great representation from some of the girls at uh, county level as well so we did all of that in the middle of it we had a hot pot we had lots to eat and drink and it was a really raucous night and there wasn't a powerpoint presentation in sight thank you for that Dave back so uh look we put it together um some clips a bit of Quality than others, but uh, bear with us. Uh, first off, let me um, let me get Lee to just maybe kind of explain some of the runners and the riders and how the whole player of the year thing worked.
2: Uh, obviously, Jeremy Bez, hey! top totally hey! runner of all family this year. Welcome, <laughs> Marius has had an extremely good year with Bamboo for the third round, so welcome to Marius. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Cutlan has had one of the I'd say even better seasons than normal. Ali, the model of consistency. Uh, if you want to give me some stats when you come up in a minute, which I'm sure you will, that will really help your cause because I'll be honest, I don't know them. But she had a fantastic game. Obviously, helped the ladies to their Premiership Championship this year. So I'd well to know. From the second team, Matt Griffiths nominated himself uh, for this award. Uh, and finally, uh, our first eleven captain, Harry Killoran, in his first year as captain, uh, led us to the Cheshire Cup this year. Took, uh, did he score, was it 800 runs in the league this year, Harry? Is that about right? Uh, yeah. You know the number, don't you? How many is it, Harry? 700. 7.56. <laughs> With a bit of loose change. And I think he got about 40 wickets but didn't bowl anywhere near as many overs as Jack Williams apparently, which he told me in the week, which is really sad for me Harry. Jack's bowling wrist spin, you're just rolling it out the front. But they're there for a reason, put them in, seal them and then that will be uh, independently verified in the the back there. Uh, and we'll have player of the year trophy at
1: the end so thank you dicko there you are you get the picture that's how the player of the year worked there are a hundred or so people around uh, around the tent uh, all voting um <laughs> sealed envelopes all that kind of stuff no doubt a few pound notes passed around and things uh, but anyway that's how the player of the year worked and we'll have more about that a little bit uh, later on. So, uh, logically, in Dicko's land, uh, we start off with the third team, and uh, George Metcalf was uh, first up to present his awards. Hello. Hello.
3: Hello. Hello. hello, hello, Yeah, hello. yeah. yeah so great to see so many people here. Thanks to Dicko for organising. I say it's been, been a lot of lot of effort put in by the captains, <laughs> but plenty more by Dicko. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so great. So, for me, it was my first year being captain. Um, I remember Chris Faney, I think, after I've been out for uni the uni night before, I was a bit sort of uh, blurry eyes, a bit thinking I like, was sort of accepted, sort of not really thinking about it, I thought, what have I let myself in for? Uh, so he rolled forward to April, uh, comfortably lost the first two games, thinking, what the hell have I let myself in for here? We were battered by the fourth in you know, a friendly, and then we lost by nine wickets to Oldham and then thankfully the third week managed to scrape past Haslington, I thought, well, Christ, this is going to be a long year, but it's going to be that difficult to win, win a game, but then Unfortunately the team's got a bit worse and we've got a bit better and if you worried about the next probably 11, 12 games, that's uh, put us really in contention for the league, and then kind of we had a bit of a ba- bit of a bad spell. We got see conce- uh, COVID cancellation against North, which really did us in basically. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's not good. Not good. Because you know, they conceded against but well, well, eventually went on to win the league, which kinda of knacked us in a bit. But but no, overall we ended up third, four hundred points in a year, you think you get four hundred points of the year or thereabouts. Unfortunately, ended up four points short. So, which you know, in hindsight, uh, kind of our issue was we lost four games all year. When we get beat, we get beat comfortably. We don't <laughs> like to come second. We like to come third. Um, so, yes, we got dipped by Overleigh, um, battered by open air, We were kind of you know, sort of struggling. to so, get relegated out in the final, but also a week of the year. here. You know, it makes things you know, it makes things a bit more easier. It's hard. It's tough coming back to the club when you lost a close game, but at least when you, battered. when you get battered, you know, you don't feel quite as bad sometimes. So that's, that's one still sort of bad. And another, another, another sort of thing is we stay, stay in our league, our 40 overs aside, we get promoted, we go up to 50 overs, like the second team, the draw comes back, which is what none of us want, really. <laughs> so I think, the
1: you know, if the mandate goes forward it, might
3: be to finish third every year. Finish third every year, stay in that league, and just, just you know, enjoy it for a bit. But no, we shall see. Um, but no, we've got plenty of great performances throughout the year. Matt Hodge at the start of the year, definitely worth mentioning. he gone up and done really well in the second team. But scored about 300 runs in about five or six games in the thirds, including uh, 98 in the Cup against 10 people, which we unfortunately uh, got knocked out. in. The- we were chasing about 170, um, but we gave away about 30, 30 extras, which sort of put us sort on of the back foot. We only had about five short in that one. Um, so yes, yeah, we got knocked out in the Cup. But we did beat the fourteen in the Cup, which was, mm. you know, eventually, eventually defeat uh, the friendly over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's panel umpires. It's panel umpires. Us, it? You paid them. You paid them. Yeah. Yeah. But no um, money. But now um, obviously yeah, we've had we've had Moss who's had we think player of the year. He's had the highest score and the best bowling figures. He scored at hundred seventy six against early and then took six or seven here against Mowbray. Really. So not going to try and swim. Swiggy votes or anything, you yeah, I'm not talking about the policy of the opposition
2: or anything like that either.
3: But, uh, but uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll fast forward to the awards I think. Um, so, what, what, what's first? What's first? What, batter. 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 Okay, Bachelor of the Year. Um, Again, yeah, it was kind of a contest between two people here. Um, so, what have Moss have already mentioned, but it's not going to Moss. He could have arguably won every award, but that's already very third team, giving everyone a go. Um so so no but no, no, it would be good this man he's be he's you know absolutely rocket at the top solid at the top of the order. Um, he's also been dad. <laughs> <laughs> um but, yeah, so, so for me for me it's captain it's you know as much as it goes as it uh to say it. it's it's quite handy out of the team, I just send them out there for forty years and hopefully it comes back at the end of four years with a 70 or 80 and it makes things a lot more easy than me and everyone else in the team who just bat around so bowler, here is the end of the cup. Yeah. <laughs> and then bowler, okay, so Bowler of the Year, um, So plenty of good performances, one person standing out, um, he's at five, five, three five-wicket halls throughout the season, including that six or seven, um, so uh, Moss, Moss is our Bowler of the Year. <laughs> Yep, so, yeah, so we're going to field the next fielder. Yeah, fielder, field. field, yeah. Well, this is, a, this is a tough one, really, because I took the most catches, yeah. uh, but I can't give the awards for um, you know, also, I'm also not, not the most athletic fielder, and the first person on this award does offer a lot more than being a field. Um, so the winner is Joe Bannocks. Um, yeah, a bit of a I will say a bit of a knee. I like to do the knee of the slips, I like to the knee the slips, lots of
4: sleep back in there. But, you know, we did keep some good great catches
3: yeah. out of the year. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah. We're yeah.
5: Endings
3: to the year, we're heading to the year, to the year. To go, yeah. he's not here, he's not here, it was Jack McGovern, Jack McGovern scored 155 and Lim, opening the baton, in a game at the time where Lim would top and we were third, so it was a big contest, I uh, Jack and Jack he put on around 190 odd, 100- yeah we put on 190 for the first wicket, you were the first wicket to fall, about 44, uh, yeah so Jack Bat Jack had superbly scored 155. Um, yeah, just short, Maris has one seven six. 7'6", uh, he uh, running but, Yeah, he did also <laughs> run a Yeah, he did, he did run a yeah, So yeah, Jack is in into the year, Jack McGovern, but he's not here. He's not here, so, <laughs> <laughs> <to be> <laughs> <laughs> So what have Yes, another person who isn't here. He's um, is most improved,
5: most improved. He went to Hill
3: towards the end of the year he's got it really well, Followed really nicely. Obviously he took a bit of a break at the start of the year, and he came back a little bit rusty. But no, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but yes, but no. But no, by the end of the year, he really found, really found this, really found this uh, form again. It was a shame to see it then, but it did really. But, but no, good for him. He's held off at uni, but He did less than probably out other side. so there you go. He's <laughs> probably got more. What you score? Player's player. Ah, player's player. Player's player. This is another very tight vote. Very tight vote. Um, but again, it's gone to someone who's already stood up that's where we met, Just absolutely, weird. just picked, picked oh, to the post. Picked the, the face. Very much. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I can't. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I thought about ringing it, but he won anyway. So. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this was. This is. This is like the Villains Award to someone somebody's you know, general, general, printing and uh, social contribution as well. Uh, so we've we'll it with Tommy. Uh, sort of roller over the last two years, and this person is um he's really contributed lots of third sort of embodies what the third team is all about. Unfortunately, hasn't been able to play as much as he'd liked to this year because of work commitments. Um, but when he has played, he's really made a difference to the team. Uh, so winner of the Phil Evans Award for the twenty twenty and twenty twenty one season is Ben Harvey. <laughs>
1: You know what, George, it feels like I'm sat back there all over again. Thank you. Right, so the batsman of the year for the third team was Ian Metcalf. The bowler was Marius Mustard. The fielder was Joe Maddox. The innings of the year was Jack McGovern. The most improved player was Sal Hilboraja. The player's player of the year was good old Ian Metcalf again. And the winner of the Captain's Award, uh, the which is the Phil Evans Trophy, in memory of good old Phil, went to Ben Harvey. Perhaps I should just mention at this point that there was as you'll find out, perhaps a little bit of flexibility in terms of which awards we presented. You'll see what I mean as we go on. Right, okay, a uh, deep breath. Let's welcome Ladies First Team Captain Nicole Fisher to the stage. So
6: about two years ago, I stood upstairs in front of many of you, and I won't lie to you, I had no idea what was going on. Um, I'd been at the club for a year and a half, and I'd had the captaincy for only two games at the end of 2019. I was standing in front of a room of what were pretty much strangers to me, and I was trying to explain why we'd only won two games all season and narrowly avoided finishing bottom of the league. and headlights kind of came to mind. Um, Standing in front of all of you today, I couldn't be more proud of how far we've come as a club and as a section, and I'm excited to share with you the successes of this women's section, which I'm honestly honoured to be part of. I'm going to start briefly with off the field, because when I took on this role, something that was important to me was integrating the women's section into the club. You may have heard of the club mentality mentioned, the one club mentality mentioned, but it was something that wasn't quite there um, for many reasons, so I just want to recognise the efforts that have been made by all sections of the club to bring us together. It's been hard work, but some barriers have definitely been barged down, and it's amazing to see us all supporting each other the way we should. Special shout out to the girls who accompany me to the bar on a Saturday to support the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a real heartache, um, in return, a huge thank you to everyone who returned the favour and came to support us in our games. It really made a difference. And I think the 5th of September was a huge moment for the club, with big wins for the men's and the women's section on the same day. Everyone coming together like that is something I don't think any of us will, will forget anytime soon, and I'm sure we'll have many more days like that. Anyway, on to the season. So our ladies' first 11 participated in three competitions this year, the Knockout Cup, the T Twenty Western Division and the Cheshire Women's Cricket League Div One. Our T Twenty campaign was a bit of a mixed vibe this year. We were knocked out of the cup in the quarter final by Appleton. who we then went on to win the final. Oh, no, they lost the final. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that was a game where Nettie ended up in AE and Charlie T broke a finger and almost passed out mid game. So it was an eventful one, to say the least. In the T20 league, we placed fourth, only beating Roxton, But we had some good individual performances. I'd just like to touch on the very lovely Ali Cutler here, who uh, topped every single category across all teams in that league. She was the top run scorer, highest individual scorer, has the best batting average, the top wicket taker, and the best bowling figures in that league. So it's amazing work for you, <laughs> Ali. All the midweek games were a bit of a struggle for us, mainly because of av- availability but it's something we're looking to improve on our next season but now on to the one you've all been waiting for and I'm surprised I've left it this long to mention it, but we won the league Yay! Hours I spent on playing cricket trying to work out every possible scenario of points of what was going to happen if Didbury won again. It was just, it was a bit of a nightmare by the end. Uh, but the main thing is, the team did something really special this year. It's the first time we've taken the league title in five years, and I couldn't, I've asked for a better bunch of girls to do it with. Each and every one of you contributed when we needed you to in some way or another. There were some very strong teams to compete with. Didsbury, they've been champions for a couple of years, Oakmere have half of their team experienced county players, and then Stockport Trinity brought Ellie Mason back from nowhere, and she's a bit of an unstoppable player. There were certain moments that I felt set the tone for the season, starting with beating the title holders on the first game of the season, Didsbury. We then lost our second game to Oakmere, but then we went on an un- unbeaten run until we clinched the trophy, beating Didbury and the league to side again, and going on to win the league at home in true CBH fashion, with a game still to play at the end of the season.
0: The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Boughton Hall.
1: So, yep, it really was a great year for our ladies County representation, too, for Ali Cutler, as per Ever, of course, for Tilly Bus and for young Gemma Rose, which was great to see. And eventually, Nicole got round to the awards. Basically,
6: we've got some trophies to hand out now. So as well as us winning the league, we also have a couple of players in our team who have won league trophies. We actually don't have a league dinner this year, so we have them here to present to them. So one of them is the bowling award for the season, so this girl took 21 wickets this season and she was actually tied top but she got the top average and that's Gemma. So <laughs> And then the other one um, is Katie Bennett. You are the top wicket keeper of the league. So it's great to have two people winning individual performances for the whole league. So welcome. Um, what is next, that's a good question.
1: We also have league
6: trophies for all of you girls because, you know, this doesn't happen
1: very often. Well, it will do from
6: now on. <laughs> right, so we'll go on to our team awards for the year, so we have three. We have a bowling award, a passing award and a captain's award. So our bowling awards goes to nobody else but Gemma Rose. If you win the league for if you mate, you've got to win ours as well. Our passing award goes to Ali Cutler, who has scored so many runs this season. Yeah. (laughs) goes to somebody who may not be the best batter, the best bowler, but she is such a team player, she's there, every single game, every single training. When she turns up to training with 35,000 steps already on her fitness watch because she's been working since 4 a.m. I don't think she has any fingers left because she's either dislocated them or broken them. She played the majority of the season with a broken finger. She broke it during the match, almost passed out, but carried on playing. She actually carried on bowling her spell because she broke it during bowling her spell. So if that's not commitment, I don't know what it is. So Charlie T, your player the here.
1: those were the team awards time then for some food we're all a bit hungry by then so a fine hot pot was had by all a uh, cheese board too Uh, lots more glasses of whatever else it was and then the smoke eventually cleared and upstepped nicole again to run through the second team awards and uh, through the softball awards there was a very special and emotional moment there as well uh nicole presented the first phil rose trophy to phil's daughter Gemma. Now Gemma's had a, a great year um on the field, um, tainted off the field by the sad loss of her father Phil, who was tragically killed in a road accident in the summer. Now Phil was a great supporter of ladies' cricket here at Chester Bolton Hall, and it was hugely fitting that the team put together a uh, Phil Rose trophy, the first of which was fantastically and for all the right reasons, won by Gemma Rose. It was a, it was a, a wonderful moment. So some more thank yous then followed from Nicole.
6: And then we've got some more thank yous like Di Totti, I know that Ali's mentioned her in behalf of Mandy, but she does so much, not just for our section, but for the club as well. She does the safeguarding here, she's a director on the Cheshire Cricket Board, she's just incredible, she lives and breathes cricket, she would never see you go short as well, you you, you wouldn't believe how old she actually is, but she will still dive around on a cricket pitch, she's a force to be reckoned with, so a big thank you to Di as well. Um so, so, Um, A big thank you to Peggy as well for the grounds and to Leggers for sorting out everything as well with the games and Tommy for helping Peggy out Um, and then one very quick final thank you is to Ali Cutler up here as well the amount you've done for us, you've supported me (laughs) through all sorts of selection issues, you know she deals with parents, things that you wouldn't so just got a little thank you for you as well
0: The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Boughton Hall. So,
1: Nicole and Ali doing the ladies proud there with a, a string of presentations. A great season for the ladies across the first 11 and the second 11. Let's not forget the softball and uh, Joe Herbertson and all the promotions that she does as well to bring those, uh, those girls through. So, just uh, for the record, the winners of those awards were for the first 11. Uh, the batter was Ali Cutler, bowler, Gemma rose the captain's award went to charlie thompson uh, the um, bowler of the year for the cheshire women's cricket league division one went to Gemma rose the wicket of the year was katie bennett on to the ladies second 11 uh, the batter was Gemma rose the bowler was eliza harris the captain's award went to nandu valawi and the softball side of things saw the players player of the year as Jenny Marvel the most improved player was Rebecca Swanson and as we said the the Phil Rose trophy went wonderfully to uh, to Gemma Rose so well done to all okay. right uh, red carpet fanfare time for the chairman please be outstanding for Chris Fleet who will talk us through the player of the year the young player of the year and he might have a word or two with the groundsman as well
7: ladies and gents um, obviously greeting to you all um, first thing i like to say is Events like this don't just happen. A lot of hard work's gone in, so I think on behalf of us all, both Lee and Jim Law have done a fantastic job in organising this evening. Thank you on behalf of all of us. In 1965, my parents bought a house over the far side. As a 10 year old, I started doing the scoring uh, over in the scorebox, box, the Don Speakman scorebox. I've seen everybody come and go. I've seen captains come and go. I've seen chairmen come and go. I've seen players come and go. But the consistent theme over these thousands of years is the state of the ground. Now, in this period, we've had no fewer than six groundsmen. But in 1994, a bit of luck, a bit of good judgment, Alex came as groundsman. Now, everybody here whether it's the ladies, the juniors, the seniors, whatever, we lie on the ground to play our wares. And he works, he's grumpy now. I don't know what he knows he's very grumpy. But I think on behalf of us all, you are grumpy. Right? <laughs> um, he really needs pointing out that he does a fantastic job. So I've got a, an award on behalf of the club, twofold tonight. Firstly, in front of you all, would like to offer Alex a further 10-year extension on this contract? Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! Woo-hoo. 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 And we said, what peas? So we've got him for 10 years. Well, on behalf of the club, Alex, um, we wanted to buy a present. We weren't sure what to do. I mean, when I first met him in 1994, he used to have a, a steak and some peas. Now he goes to tasting meals. So, <laughs> The club have donated uh, a weekend or a a night in Pally Hall, which is five-star, with a seven-course tasting meal uh, and uh, to take them at your discretion. (laughs) Cheers,
8: everybody. Uh, It's been a big journey, uh, nearly 30 years. Uh, The place has changed a little bit from when I first remember. Uh, Me and Foytie met in a pub in the Hinduston Arms many, many moons ago. And uh, Foytie took a punt on a 25-year-old, I guess, bit wet behind the ears maybe. I came down to the ground, looked at the ground and thought, yeah, this is the place for me. I then found out that I was the missing link in 1994 and we won everything. Uh, there's nothing to do with Steve, Wonky Jeff, Fowler, or any of those people that talk to me. Uh, and then the journey's just gone on. Uh, I remember the old clubhouse. Not many people here would remember the old clubhouse, which is literally where Jim Law lives. Uh, as Fleese says there, if you can see the lights over in the distance, that's where his dad lived. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie was uh, a stalwart of the club. I remember uh, a couple of Ronnie tales. My, my favourite Ronnie tale was uh, he used to go over to see Ronnie every day have a cup of tea we'd talk about cricket and stuff and Chris was the captain at the time and he uh, he used to say you know come over we we'll talk talking, deliberate about Saturday and Sunday's game. We sat in the house one day and Ronnie used to have this green chair, we'd watch watching the racing and he Hazel would be in the kitchen and be pottering around him. Hazel I was like, what's going on here? Hazel I, said, I mean he's gonna make me a cup of tea or something. Hazel! <laughs> Next day. Hazel! Uh, Hazel comes in, yes? Could you send the telly over, here? <laughs> <laughs> so he obviously gets that from Chris, gets the same thing as well yeah. on. Yeah. So that's good. But uh, well, I, I can genuinely tell you, I think the committee, the directors, and people who have supported me over the years here have done a fantastic job. I think you've got probably the best club in Cheshire by a million mile. Uh, everybody enjoy themselves. Keep it going. I am here for another ten years, unfortunately. So, uh, so thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Have a good
7: Guys, with people here, witness to that, I am here for another ten years. You don't need me, but as long as he's there, we'll be fine. And um, two awards to come: first, the Junior Player of the Year. It's really quite an easy one. It's always good if you end up playing in the first team and you're a young kid and you're doing well. But my father always said that if you build a wall from the bottom, look after the people that will grow into players in the first team. And there's a young kid who played in the under-19s two or three years ago who blessed, tried very hard, bowled very fast but without any direction. And it came to the point when sadly we had to leave him out. But he didn't give up. saw so can go play a different club. He worked really hard his game. And then I think he had a series of one-to-ones with Harry Cloran. And I have to say that this season, every, I speak to all the captains every Sunday. And my constant theme when I speak to the fourth-year captain, Mr Thistlewood, he always says to me, AK was fantastic. Yeah. So it's very easy to yeah. on behalf of my father many years ago for the contribution, the player of the year, the contribution of the member of the year. And, and this year, to be fair, it's given to a guy who's over 40, who in 1994 made his debut for the first team. He's still here. He's captain the over 40s in recent years until his recent uh, retirement at the end of the season. He's in charge of health and safety. And anybody who knows me know that I go green when I think of the health and safety, but David took it on. He works really hard behind the scenes. Fishy and David have made a fantastic job with the juniors, and I do believe that it's a very worthy winner, Dave Atkin. <laughs>
9: I'm uh, stuck for a thing to say. Peggy's right. just reminded that now I've won this, I'm going to die. So. <laughs> That's the first thing I'll say. Um, uh, oh, well, firstly, usually humbled, uh, obviously, to be given that. Whoever was involved in that, thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, it kind of doesn't feel like a chore when you do stuff for this place, because it is extremely special. Um, there's already the ladies, obviously. Um, there's lots of really special things going on. At, at this place, and, and it has been forever, I think it's probably my 30, 30-odd years now, 32 years. In fact, you asked me last night, I'm But, um, yeah, there's lots of special people here, all putting in a lot of effort, um, and, and it's it, it's an incredible privilege to be involved. Um,
7: so, really, but Good playing right okay. Thanks very much. So, so, <laughs>
1: Well, it's not often that you get Dave Atkin lost for words, but hey, well done, Dave. Uh, well deserved. People may not be aware of all the work that you do behind the scenes with health and safety. Of course, you're, you're very much hands on in terms of running the junior side of things as well. And occasionally you find time to uh, to play some cricket for the over 40s, to be captain of the over 40s. We'll hear about that in a wee while. Uh, plus, of course, Alex Keg, another ten years. God blimey, uh, that must—that uh, means by the time Alex packs up, that'll be about seventy years' service, I think, and two gold watches. But uh, hey, well done to you, Alex. Please enjoy that—that uh, that fantastic trip away that you've got lined up. The full toss podcast. So, back to the teams we go, and uh, let us now hear from the fourth team skipper who led his side to promotion. This is Ian Thistlewood.
10: Firstly, first, first, congratulations, Nicole, on winning the league. That's uh, quite an achievement. The only team uh, in the club to do so, So congratulations. And secondly, Dave, to you, the kindest, gentlest, uh, most unassuming man uh, I've ever met. I mean, Thoroughly deserved. So, congratulations. Steve.
9: I mean, what, what a
10: wonderful year we um, we kind of all emerged in April out of this blurry-eyed winter, where we were all locked in our houses and no one really knew what was going to happen. Next. There was a vaccine, and there was just a slight hints of hope, and that that first smell of cut grass in April kind of had a, an extra poignancy because. We thought we could actually get outside and of course we were in this brilliant marquee that was built at the best possible time. And I remember back in April, hanging around with mates again, albeit you know, with masks on, someone we had to move around. And it felt weird, but it also felt incredibly familiar. And and I think that's uh, probably the best way to describe this season for the 4th 11. Kind of a little bit weird, but also very familiar. Um, we, we've been blessed this year with having a very stable side. Um, Uh, Damon, as you point out, Chris hasn't been able to get to the side every week. um, (laughs) I didn't actually realise that it was a (laughs) Bible,
5: really.
10: Like PJ and Duncan or uh, uh, Biggie and Tupac, I think. uh, (laughs) Damon's Damon's Biggie, if you want to know. Um, so, so it's been a, it's been a great season. Obviously, not going to get into that whole thing um, uh, because we have a, a lot of drinking this evening, But a, a couple, couple of highlights. Uh, number one, um, we managed to get promotions up from the fourth eleven into the threes this year, which is part of our job. Yes. Um, after <laughs> <laughs> uh, after two seasons, it's still man. Right? Good, so good, um, good. Um, um, after two seasons of telling George that. Um, Moss was just a bit of a flat-track bully and wasn't really good. Um, uh, George took the punks on him and he managed to go up and get 170 the next week. So, uh, <laughs> right. anyway. um, and I think more importantly, um, after getting utterly hammered by Christleton, who were a genuine second-hand team who won the league, the, the, they won the battle that day but we won the war because Archie Riley scored 30-odd not out. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and, and got a well-earned promotion up to the third level and stayed there for the rest of the season so we missed him but we were, we were happy we could, we could provide our pathway for him um, uh, uh, another few highlights I mean we, we, we did get hammered by Christensen in the first game of the season and they won the league but when they came here the same end of the season but very weakened side by Covid and football and everything else we absolutely annihilated them and it was the most delightful thing because they were just about to get to 50 wins, an unbroken streak of 50 wins. Um, and we managed to, uh, to beat them when they were on 49. So really that was uh, that was the only thing on the game for the season for us. And in that game, um, uh, uh, Manny, Manny of the match, um, walked out with a bit of a hobble and um, hit his first ball for four and then just went ballistic and scored 150 off got, I don't know, 80 balls or something ridiculous, and, um, and Manny <laughs> finished with um, 643 runs this year at 54. Another highlight this year, we, we, we could reintroduce our tradition of going to Bunbury away on a coach, uh, a.k.a. Funbury. Um, <laughs> Uh, this this time, I'd say the highlight was um, just watching the faces of the assorted locals in Tarpley, um watch was in a <laughs> a Southeast Asian man in a <laughs> predominantly white rural village uh, in a, um, a very bright shirt, seeing Wonderwall in the style of Frank bottom <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think it's fair to say I thought this is a this is what is genuinely great about this country. Um, and, l- and last but not least was um, was watching Jazzy run across this pitch, and um, for no other reason than it was raining and we didn't have a game. And um, just as he was about to turn and run back towards us to try and get across the pitch to and fro in under a minute, he um, slipped under the side screen. And um, and took himself up for see Jazzy, could you um, could you maybe share your your leg? No, he
11: said I
8: could open the baton against Burbry if I did it. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, maybe, maybe it's but,
10: but interesting. Uh, Jazzy now has a scar on his right leg, which is in the shape of J. <laughs> so, uh, I shit <laughs> Yeah, very, very on-brand, very good. Um, so, on to the awards. Um, so, um, the baton of the year, this was um, pretty obvious. I mean, it, ordinarily, it'd be maddy every year, but this year round, um, it, it goes to um, Joey Des, who scored 694 runs at an average of uh, 58, two fifties, 400. Ooh. That's, Ooh. That's yeah. I'm uh, finished up top, uh, top of the league, uh, top of Omsko in the league, quite comfortably in the end. So, so congratulations, Joe. Come up in a um, uh, no. I'll, I'll Come on Come This is the kind of authority I exude on the, side of the Um, um uh, The Ball of the Year was also a very obvious one. Um, I mean, I'm particularly delighted by this because I mean, this is. The epitome of what we try and do is um, um, uh, Alex Cotton. Um, you know, takes us as a, as a, a skinny, scorny junior, and now he's a skinny, scorny teenager. <laughs> and um, uh, you yeah, know, he, he's he's gone from bowling brilliantly, to bowling awfully, to bowling brilliantly again. And this year was just um, just outstanding. And, and he was top um, wicket taker in the league as well. So we took both top spots in the league. And um, thirty-three wickets at, at twelve. Um, uh, fourth highest win take in the club overall. Um and um and yeah just a, a lovely last love boot. I'm really sad this year we're gonna almost inevitably lose it next year but you know it's a it's a bittersweet um uh, a bittersweet moment for us. So AK, k well done uh bowl of the Then, um, uh, and then, I'm not, I'm not sure what this is, so i just kind of made it up, but um, I think So we've got kind of an MVP slash um, um, uh, kind of field of the year, and, and this is to um, uh, to a player who's played for for years and years, and it's actually got better and better as, as time has gone on. Um, so Dave Henson took 16 wickets, fielded beautifully for us, and scored for 369 uh, runs, which he um, points out is eight more than I've scored this season. Which, um, is also the number of inches that he's bigger than me as well. So, <laughs> um, uh, well, well, well done to uh, well done to Dave. Up you go. And then the, um, the final and for me the most important award uh, of the evening is the um, is the John Fischler uh, Player of the Year award. Um, uh, I, I thought I'd take um, George's uh, 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 suggestion here and, and introduce a little bit of baptism. So if everyone hold hands, please, uh, we're going to have a séance, and uh, I want to give the award to my dad. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh,
5: well,
10: she's supposed to be German. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you, know, you, know, you know the sages of Greek where we yeah. kind of, go <laughs> uh, i think, uh, I'm kind of at the um the um, um, Anyway, um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's it, it's always in the light stand up every year and um, and recognise a player who's who's done exceptionally well and, and typically the way I pick this award is it's not always just the player who's performed the best. It's also the player who who represents what we want to achieve and perform the best. And um, and and in this case, I am uh, I, I'm really delighted to award it to a a brilliant teammate, um, someone who kind of steps up when when you need them to. Has kept kind of wicket a little bit this year, despite not being a keeper, um, Has hung around. as as, as, as um, afterwards has made sure he's. Um, um, family, enjoy it as much as uh, as we enjoy their company, um, and who is a proper competitor. Um, and I think importantly, he offsets the maybe slightly competitive edge that I have, and the profanity that Rob has, by being just a genuinely nice bloke. Um, and it's amazing the impact being a genuinely nice bloke could have on the opposition. It means that even when you utterly hammer them. They smile, they stay around, and, and really that's kind of what our level of cricket is about. So it gives me an absolute joy to give um, the jump that's sort of player of the year award to Joe Desk. Yeah, well,
1: So the fourth team winners then, Batsman of the Year, was Joey Desmoreau. Bowler was Alex Cotton. Fielder was Dave Henson. The wonderful John Thistlewood Trophy going to Joey Desmoreau as well. Thank you to Ian. Hopefully you're still with us now. Uh, It was a long old night, but very worthwhile. Cracking evening too. At least you can put us on pause here, though, can't you? We had to miss something when we got up for a pee. Anyway, let us move on, and we come now to the over-40s, and once again, it's time for Dave Ackley.
9: I've written something down for this, week. I can't promise it's going to be any better than the last one. So, um. <coughs> <Good> start. <coughs> Great start. <laughs> Just make sure you're reading the correct side. But. So, um, the over-40s season kind of panned out a little bit like the Ryder Cup weekend, if I'm honest. Um, and there's a lot of parallels, to be fair, um, with Padre Harrington's side, you know, we've got oodles of charm in our outfit. Uh, plenty of panache, char- charisma, as you can see from our table. Completed <laughs> table, team spirit, camaraderie, or even, as a lot of you will know, we are cheeseheads. Um, so much time, so much anticipation about finals day that was here. But just like Padreig's side, I'm afraid, we fell at the final level. Padreig was all about the numbers, so I'm just going to literally, very really quickly run through the season in numbers. We had 20 players, which is quite low by our standards. Uh, we normally have to feel quite a lot more than that. Um, our regular season stats, we played 10, 1, 9, lost 1, 2 cancelled. The astute amongst you know, will notice that that's a 90% win record. Thank um, we scored 1,322 runs at a strike rate of 101, which is fair. Uh, we took 57 wickets, at a commie rate of 5.8, which for old blokes isn't bad. Uh, we managed three run-outs, which for old blokes is an exception. Um, and we only sustained one injury, which is also quite low compared to the previous season. So we're doing alright. Um, we scored a whopping 40 points, and we did win the division. So Season, but we did win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Season, just had to be 14. title. It's here somewhere. It's a little plaque. It's there. Uh, it's all good. Um, and um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. For having, um, that was the third time we won it in six years. So pretty recently. Nice um, we then reached the quarterfinals. By, by definition, that was the sixth time we reached the quarterfinals in six years. So. <laughs> Um, and we scored 192 against all here, beating them by 105 runs to make the finals then. All good so far, okay? We then lost the semi-final by 10 wickets against Hurston, and that. that was the only it. Yeah. However, we did then consume in that corner over there, 175 beers, five bottles of champagne, and one bottle of port, standard. Yeah. Well, well, we watched it rain on the final, so I, I think we had the better day and um, we'd just like to thank everyone that kind of buys into the 40s because there's a lot of support that goes in obviously the lads all the lads that, that play um, it's um, it's interesting at times uh, getting a lot of people on the field uh, thanks to Ankit our resident umpire who's even joined us for awards tonight so oh, thanks uh, to uh, him he uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very fair uh, he's very fair he gives no balls to 50 which is very amusing all the time. Um, People like Jim Step Up, School for Fire, say. People who I like, kindly remember who contribute to what we do, thank you very much for all you have. And he looks after us because we do things a little bit differently on the Wednesday night. So, all good. Um, and um, so on to the awards. Um, now, when Lee sent the list of awards around um, for you to choose from, I thought it was a full list. So I've got one for everything. So, apologies <laughs> for that. One. But I'll try and rattle through. So, back to the Year, because that's an obvious one. Um, high commendation to the uh, likes of Roberts, who's not here unfortunately, Carl Sedman, who is, is. We're very close to this. Um, but our batsman of the year scoring 235 runs, which won't sound a lot to most of you, but when you have to retire on 30 and you only play 10 games, it's quite good. Uh, with an average of 117.5, <laughs> it's Mr. Juchum, isn't it?
5: <laughs> Future captain. his one for
9: the team. Bowler of the year again. Um, a couple of combinations. Ian Martin, can't be worse. Wayne Goldstein's first year of the Blazers. Hope you enjoyed it, sir. Uh, he was very, very close. Um, our bowler of the year with eleven wickets. Again, it won't sound a lot, but an economy of four point three eight, uh, which is pretty decent, apart from his first over in the semi-final. <laughs> Uh, is Mr. Robin Fisher. <laughs> uh, right, Fielder of the Year. This is one of the ones we probably should have left out, you know, but um, it was on the list, so we took it. Uh, Fielder of the Year, um, Carl gets another mention because he stands behind the sub- think He's 57 or something now. But, um, uh, he's genuinely going to keep it wicked still at that age. But um, our Fielder of the Year, fortunately he's not here. However. Um, he took three catches, which might not sound a lot, but again, third 40, so you have to bear this in mind. Um, on the third catch he took this season, he actually broke his ankle, and you can see him again. And um, some finals there, where he tried to play, but it didn't quite work. So, our fielder of the year is Alex R. Apparently, hey, <laughs> Warren, you need to be quiet, that's from Lee. Goodwin. Warren needs to be quiet. No, 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 no,
0: um, Captain George. So this one uh, a little bit
9: poignant as well for us. Um, we, we've lost a couple of really, you know, really big supporters of our unit for, um, over the years. Uh, so kind of this is a memory of people like Foxy Fernal, Alan Middleton, gone, He was a great supporter of the forties. So uh, we would like to pick someone who sort of epitomises what we do. Uh, he's not here unfortunately. Uh, he's hopefully coming. But he has donated um, a frying pan and some barware. So it's kind of fitting that you gets something great. But um, he turns up literally every week, blows his heart out, he comes to all the pre-season nets, he's a great guy to spend time off the field with, um, and this year's Captain world goes to Mark Chapman.
1: Players uh, player, that was an easy one, uh, we had 20 votes,
9: so uh, it took a bit of time to sift through, but there was one massive clear winner, I'd like to mention uh, a guy called Atif Gureshi who was because um, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, he's 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 Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. um, uh, has, you know, probably um, everything we do in the 40s season. He's, he's really taken to it. Hopefully, he's had some fun and um, tried to bring a few guys up to his level. You a know, little bit of work to do there. But um, thanks to Steve for, for joining us this year, it's been a pleasure to have you. So he came very close. Um, our, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: I'll eighty percent of the vote. I'll play this
9: bowl here. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um champagne <laughs>
1: um, so moment, so this is uh we'll
9: quickly run through this because you can't wait. Um, uh, we played up to me on the back pitch. Came in with nice style on the front for some reason. Anyway, we were up 170 odd for not many, uh, cruising it. Um, this guy came in at five, had a bet on how many he could um, score 30 in. It was about 12 balls. I think he won some money. Uh, he went for the bowling, which was a bit weird. I clearly wasn't captain this evening because that would have never happened under my watch. Um, he took two wickets up top. Um, we then had a bit of a little bit where we lost our way. Uh, somewhat, and um, the only option at the end was, was this man, which was a shame, really, because you know, it really shouldn't have worked out this way. Anyway, he came back, he took another wicket, a key wicket, won the game by the three runs, um, and it pains me to say that the champagne moment uh, is for everyone's favourite Irishman to see over with. Hey. However, he's not here, so we're just going to. Hey. Uh, it's not quite as nice as the one we're so, the uh, Golden Copper Award. Now, unfortunately, we haven't got the Golden Copper Award because the aforementioned um, over forces who haven't pitched them seemingly still have it in their house.
1: So, it's a very close one, actually, because the
9: person that is currently in possession of it should be given it by definition because he's not been here to bring it. Anyway, um, we had one very strong candidate for this award. If people don't know... What the golden golden cup is about? It's an award for someone who has um, messed up the most in, in in the sort of the most PC way I can say it. So um, this man um, started off relatively calmly. He just bowled a couple of overs with his cap on. It was fairly mild to start with. But then he started getting yeah a little bit worse. Actually, he um, spent most of one day talking to someone nobody knew. He tried to spent tried to persuade three different people to get an elbow support for him because he's old, couldn't do it, had to go off the field, then came back and spent the next eight overs in the wrong fielding positions. And despite him sponsoring the port, he was still divvy of the day that evening. It then got a little bit worse when, in the aforementioned opt game, he was nearly timed out. He then went into bat with his thigh pad on the outside of his whites. Now, I've played quite <laughs> a lot of bat cricket. I have never seen this happen before, ever. Absolutely village. Um, and then... Um, in the bar afterwards, he announced that he'd been hit for his first six ever. Now bear in mind, he's 40. How old How old is he? He's on the phone, hopefully. Ask him how old he is. He's never, been 52. he's never been hit for a six in his life. Age 52. Um, so that was the first fine. The second fine was being hit, hit for the second six in his career in the same over. <laughs> so this is the kind of um, levels he gets to. The final one, the, the one that sealed it, we were away at Neston and um, it weren't going very well. So he gave not out the most out-something ever, um, and then before the next ball, decided to take his sunglasses off and take two steps further forward to the crease, uh, just to rub it in a little bit for our friends down the road. So um, it gives me enormous pleasure to award this most prestigious uh, Golden copper Award. Handcrafted. Handcrafted. Uh, <laughs> I made it. Uh, to Graham Haywood.
8: Hey.
0: The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Boughton Hall.
1: And we move on to the second team, Matthew Griffiths, not present... Uh, he was away uh, DJing by the way he appeared uh, Look the way he looked on, on the video uh, we eventually got um, the video to work or, or Lee did uh, a few um, rumblings and uh, assorted comments shall we say around the place but eventually Matthew appeared and spoke in all his glory at
4: the start of the season on paper we had a team who was more than capable of winning the league and the T20 double uh, with the likes of Andy Metcalf Bobby Evans Matty Jones, it was a formidable looking batting lineup, and this was backed up by experience and very bowling attack. So, was pretty confident early on in the season. In reality, though, I don't think we fielded the same 11 two weeks in a row and we used 30 different players throughout the season. Uh, we underperformed particularly with the bat in hand. Uh, we finished 5th in the league and we exited the T20 in the second round, despite a close game against a strong Nesting team which ended in a tie and we lost in the subsequent Super Over. Highlights of the season. Thirteen-year-old Fred Over, who made his second-team debut early in the season, he quickly cemented his place with some excellent performances. He showed great promise I expecting him to be a first-team wicket keeper in the not-so-distant future. Matt Hodges established himself as a solid opening batsman. In previous seasons, he'd only played the odd game that much success, but in his eight innings this season, he managed 234 runs, an average of 30, which included two great knocks of 61 and 73. Matty Brain developed into a fine all-rounder as the season went on. We all knew that he could bowl, uh, but solid performances with the bats saw him move from number 10 to number 6 in the order. And this also included a personal best, 55 knots out against Paul edge. The emergence of another young, talented all-rounder in Will Fisher. In just three games, he scored 60 runs at an average of 20 and took six wickets at an average of 18. But it was more the manner of his performances that impressed me the most. He got his runs in difficult, tricky circumstances and he bowls uh, with real control. Uh, I expect him to have a great season next year for the twos. Uh, moving on to the awards. Um, these have all been voted for by the players except
5: for the captain's award. Uh, I recommend that I will read them all out in a row and then potentially
4: Dicko could call them up one by one for a round of applause. No, well, you're
5: not calling
10: them up one by one. <laughs> and then, above wall,
4: this goes to X Cheshire, slow left arm 39 one arm. Oh, oh, uh, hey. time, It's an average sixteen. Oh, uh, you. Uh, Batsman of the year goes to <laughs> <laughs> <First,
5: laughs> you know, <laughs> me. Uh, the, the best fielder award goes to Ben Smith. you.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh,
5: the captain's award uh, goes <coughs> to Matty
4: Brain. Uh, after being dropped early in the season due to poor form, he showed some great character to go away, work on his game, come back uh, stronger with both bat and ball. Uh, he bowls some fantastic pacey spells as I mentioned previously, and he uh, has some excellent uh, knox with the bat as well. Uh, the final award is the Players' Player Award, This goes to Dan Riley. National Riley Award. He's been bringing up final wickets this season. He's a great team man and all-round lovely bloke. Uh, he never missed a game or a training session. He drove to all away games. All the details into play cricket after every game for me. What the administrator. He even wrote all the E-E-M-L-L-L match reports as
2: well. Beautifully <laughs> went, <laughs> 35 crickets this season and
4: scored heavy runs, and he fully deserves the player's award, so well done. Applause for Dan. Yeah. I've <inaudible> we uh, mentioned any, uh, a few players. Uh, there are also some really good performances from the likes of Reg Wyatt, uh, Ben Spavin, uh, and Alec Townsend. Um. You know, we're all really young talented players. So, uh, with a mix of these young talented players and some experienced old timers, I think the second team should shape up well for next season. Uh, and that's that's it from me. So, uh, as I said before, sorry I couldn't be there in person tonight. Uh, hope you enjoy your evening. Bye.
1: So there you have it, a virtual Matthew Griffiths. Uh, He presented the Batsman of the Year as his good self. Uh, The Bowler of the Year was Robin Fisher. Fielder of the Year for the Seconds was uh, Ben Spavin. And the Captain's Award went to Matt Brain. Not forgetting the Players, Player of the Year, everybody's favourite, Dan Riley. Well done to uh, the Seconds. So look, the problem, of course, with uh, speaking later on, as, as the evening goes on, you eat and you drink, uh, but Harry did all right. He obviously stayed off the alcohol because he spoke splendidly when eventually he stood up to tell us all about the first um, team. Uh, firstly, i just like to
11: start by saying welcome to the women on winning the league this year, fantastic effort, and uh, <laughs> brilliant success, Go, very well done, on Clubman of the year, very deserved, mate. Worked with you a lot with the juniors, and yeah, absolutely wonderful. Awesome, so, the night, go, um, AK, young player of the year, um, congrats, mate. I think Felice mentioned some ones, ones I did. Can't take any credit for that. Can't take any credit for that. All of you, so well done, AK, fantastic. So, it's been a brilliant night, guys. I've have, have got some notes I've on the uh, way up from these.
1: <laughs> <You>? <laughs>
11: uh, so firstly, it was an absolute honour to captain the first team this year, um, it's something I've tr- dreamed about from playing on the back pitch as a youngster. Uh, to have the honour to go out there and um, yeah, to be captain is, is fantastic, especially someone that lives locally, it is, yeah. so I can't underestimate how yeah, we need to play a pilot at the back, thanks for me. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, to thanks to those that backed me, um, probably this time last year, approached me saying something we'd, think we'd like you to do. Um, I was quite pessimistic at the start, but now looking back on the end, I'm um, truly thankful that I did it and thanks to everyone that backed me. So, thank well, you. All. Yeah. 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 So, so speak about our league season um, to start, um, it's a season of two halves, really. I think we were disappointed in the first half, to be brutally honest, uh, from what we expected at Chester first team. Um, However, we did have some good wins in there, so I have to mention some good team wins. Um, We had a great win at Nantwich away, who ended up uh, going on to win the league. Uh, We won in the last ball there, um, and that was a great game. Full results possible in the last ball. I don't get that a lot. Okay. Uh, and then we got the last man caught at the boundary out of third man. So I think that's some great captaincy from me. To <laughs> <organize> that, <so. laughs> yeah, I, I, I had it all planned. I it all planned. Um, but yeah, we were sitting at sixth at halfway, uh, which is slightly disappointing for what how good we've been over the last few years. So I did feel the pressure at that point, And the call started to ramp up a little bit. We were sitting at sixth in the week. Uh, the call and out banners were around. Philkins Lane. I could see them. I felt the pressure. And I was just from my house, so that wasn't that wasn't good. <laughs> um, yeah, was so off the second half of the season. So we're sitting at sixth, and there's a bit of pressure halfway. Um, but we ended up second half of the season. We won uh, eight. Well, eight games, and we only lost one, and there was uh, there was two rain-offs, and Dicko says I love a rain-off, so that was, that was a great result for
1: me, second half of the season, so to win eight, I think that was a great
11: turnaround, and within that, there were some really good wins, some more good wins, uh, to finish, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think especially
5: for me, in the league, the last three games were brilliant, uh, from losing
11: positions, um, we turned around and won the game, and one of the games especially, we started off with a losing position because Jim Gilson was captain to start of the day. Um, so that was a great win. Uh, the highlight for me for the year has got to be the Cheshire Cup final day. Um, I think everyone that was here to win at home, Cheshire Cup final, the most important thing was I won the toss and it was at Chester. very, yeah, he was very, very uh, yeah, you were keen about that, it was that there was a lot of money behind the bar. So that was important, and then for the women on the back pitch to win the league that day, for us on the front pitch to to win the Cheshire Cup. But it was just a, it's so great when it works out like that. So that was a, that was my highlight of the year. Um, I'd like to thank all the players that represented the first team this year. Um, we had a really good group that they were committed, to, whether that's training or. Even in the winter, so keeping things going on in the group. So thanks to that group there in the middle. Uh, the commitment that we get for Chester First Team um, for weekends is is great for club cricket, and I think that's unrivalled around the country. So it is a big commitment playing Chester, but hopefully we do get the benefits from nights like this and Saturdays at the club. So well done to you guys for your commitment. Um, Team. I'd like to thank Rick as vice captain uh, for his advice and help throughout. Uh, he's been brilliant, obviously, he's been captain before and he was always friendly, always helping me on the pitch or off the pitch whenever he's needed. Uh, I'd like to thank Ditko. uh Again, his advice, having uh, been captain for so many years, was invaluable. And as head of selectors as well, it's a difficult job and he made mine so much easier. Um, the calls in the week, <laughs> calls in the week, obviously that was a lot, but always always reminded me there was a cricket match on Saturday, which was great, um, and yeah, so good, um, without him, no, no, no. nights like tonight don't happen and things that happen around the club don't, so behind the scenes he does so much, so thank you, yeah. And just looking at the table in front of me, I'd like to thank some of the heroes behind the scenes here. Um, Start off watching five of that. great money. Thank you for all the uh, thanks for attending all the nets this year and helping us out and uh, on a Christmas day, uh Graham's alone side helping us out. We managed to get George, did get you up to know, twenty five runs for the year or not? Didn't quite get a story back to you but he,
3: people like George, someone who would never normally uh, bat at nets, Graham works with him once in a one so much and yeah. So thank you reference, Graham. Um yeah,
11: thanks. I'd like to thank Jim Law, um scoring every game, home and away, and uploading the play cricket scores and doing my uh, team sheet each week. Um, yeah, it's um, been so good this year, and yeah, with all the things that go on behind the scenes, I wouldn't be able to do without you. So thanks, Jim. <laughs> and the website the podcast as well, because we definitely should do thanks next year. I'd like to thank John LeGrey for organising the fixtures and the umpires and the balls each week i had a couple of scares this year where I realised there's no match ball in a bag and John's there on hand, so thank you very much, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to thank uh, Keggy, um for the pictures he's produced this year. Um, they've been brilliant. Many of them have spun, which is great for me, Kaye, so thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, the ground's looked up. Well, he's an absolute picture all year, and yeah, that's thanks to your work and Tommy, who's on there, But so thank you very much, Mike. And then finally, um, thank you to Chris, again another um, ex captain, and his advice has been invaluable throughout the year. And his support, even at the start of the year, like I mentioned, when we were struggling, he always backed me and uh, went back to his old experiences, which really gave me strength and, and helped me in the tough time. So, thank you very much, Chris. So, I'm going to move on to the awards now. Um, yeah, slightly different awards. I'm going to start with the Bowler of the Year. Um, I'm, I'm going to mention some people that haven't won the award, but get on get honorable mentions. So we'll start with you, Luke. Well, <laughs> just about Luke? Um, <laughs> Luke uh, got 34 wickets for us. um was a real asset Asset with the ball. Opened the ball and a quick left-hander. Um, he gives us that aggression at the top and has been really good. And, as an 18-year-old, he's... Maturity with the bat ball has been brilliantly has been
1: brilliant, and it's, it's something that he's his he, the sky's the limit for Luke if he
11: keeps going for us. Um, he can be a real asset in the future for Chester, and whether that be further. So great to have you here this year, Luke, and well done. Um, we've got George Cormack with 26 wickets. Uh, him and Luke is really exciting. Opening bowling pair, and they came really good towards the end of the year. Um, so yeah, George runs absolutely heart out and, and had some really good spells and got five in the last game so they're really exciting opening bowling partnership for us, George and Luke so looking forward to that continuing next season Charlie with 31 wickets Mr. Consistent with the ball always goes at a low economy always puts the ball in the right area uh, 31 wickets as well another great year for Charlie but the bowling of the year this this award may as well just be called this person's name each year. It's going to go. Before I say who it's going to go to, I think. To yourself. No, that's <laughs> uh, the, the art that, that Jack does, leg spin, has got to be one of the hardest, but well, is the hardest in cricket. Um, his consistency every year is another plus 50 wicket year for Jack. Um, he finished on 56 wickets for the year. Um, he's so reliable to me That's a bold leg spin, and he constantly gets wickets all the time. You can always throw the ball to him in any situation, and he is. Fantastic. So, well done, Jack. all of the Batter um, of the year. There's a few contenders for this. Um, Sign off with, gotta mention Alex Money, Alex got 836 runs wow. this year, it's a great year. Wow. I've got, wow. got 200 including a 130 against Neston um, in the league, yeah, including a few reverse sweeps which he said were very risky on 110 uh, so I'm not taking those risks. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going a few of but uh, The winner of the batter um, award goes to someone who's new to our team, who's made a real difference to our team. But the club, um, this guy has been invaluable to me. i my first day. I'm running round a bit like a headless chicken, trying to sort everything out. I'm, you know, thinking about match ball or scoring. And I was speaking to a team about how to get it, and he's like, "Harry, just chill, mate. Just chill. Just chill. Just chill." Just chill. And that has been his common influence, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, uh, it's not great, so I'm <laughs> um, But it seems to be a common influence and being a, a, it feels like a real professional input into why uh, I can tell that he's played higher, the way he prepares with his cricket and the way, how brilliant he's been in the team and his class on the field is there to see for everyone. He scored. Um, Oh, he scored 650 runs for us this year, an average of 75, oh, wow. and if he were to bat the order, well, I'm sure those numbers would be even With higher, I, so yeah, uh, I know, I know, took me uh, too long to see. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, batter of the year goes to a tooth <laughs> Champagne moment, but champagne moments. No <laughs> um, so this goes to two people for two moments. If I'm allowed to do that with champagne moment, but Jim's not, so I think I um, can. So this is for two people and two incredible partnerships that we had uh, this year. Um, those that, like I've already mentioned, the Cheshire Cup was my highlight of the year. I'm sure it was for the club as well. I mean, that, that final wouldn't have happened without an unbelievable partnership that happened at Wollasey away. Um, these two people, which is Andy Metcalf and Lee Dixon, Woo! they're Woo! him. Uh, honestly, we were streaming at 69 for 6, chasing, I think it was 202. We were 69 for 6 and these people put on 115 partnership in about 15 to 16 overs like that. So the, the way they turned the game around for us, and honestly sitting on the sideline is one of the most incredible moments of in cricket I've ever seen and partnerships. So that. Was the first moment that that's a good enough to win champagne moment, but then they recreated it in the final in even bigger stage. Um, and another 100 partnership when we were I'm sure Dicko knows this better. Uh, 100, I think we, we, another 100 partnership when we were it was 139, <laughs> 139 from 5 we is and then these two guys come out another 100 partnership and put on a score which is a match winning. Um, first innings total. Um, I've just got a a little bit on these two. I think these two are two people that put in so much um, to the club and our group. Obviously, Dicko's already mentioned everything that he does around the group, everything that he's done to help me and the team. His experience is absolutely invaluable in the team. But also, Andy Metcalf, and this started in the winter when he was gearing us up to try and get together and do personal training, fitness sessions and try and run together. Andy worked so hard on this cricket. If you're ever here on the ground, I'm sure Chris sees it Jim. Andy trains more than anybody else and has been for the last couple of years. And in those big moments, that really comes through and that shows. So um, it's fantastic for them, too. And I just want to speak as a combination as well. It works so well, the two of them in that middle order. You've got Andy's aggressiveness and, and, sh- and, sh- and stroke play as soon as he comes in, and you've got Dicko's game management together, and it works so well as a pit. It does. Dicko's got a few shots as well. <laughs> But you can really see that in the middle, Dicko's talking to Andy, Andy's, and it worked so well together as a combination, so, um, for me, those two moments were just incredible to watch, and uh, that really defined our season, those two innings, because without them, we wouldn't have won the Cheshire Cup, and we wouldn't have been a successful season, uh, it wouldn't have been as successful as it has been, so, champagne moments, go to them too, Andy McCarthy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the final award, which is the captain's award. Oh, no, two more, two more. The last one I'll be speaking on. The captain's award, um, and this person is got to be the ideal team man. Um, he's utterly selfless and brings a real calm and enjoyment to the team. Um, I think. The spells he's done this, he's been so invaluable, and I hope he realises this, whether that's with the bat or with the ball, he's won moments for us that has been so crucial. So I'm talking about the Wallacy game where Dicko uh, and Andy put on such a good partnership, but the person that was not out at the end was this person. Uh, and then again in the semi-final with Hyde, he's the person that is not out at the end. Um, and wherever his life leads in the future, obviously a big family connection here but but he's always going to be welcome we always want to see him down and um, he's been such a great team man and he's been so important to our team so my captain's award goes to Charlie Fleet
1: (laughs) Okay, so at this stage, it got a little bit embarrassing. More embarrassing? It got a little bit uh, embarrassing because we had the first 11 player of the year. So up stepeth one Rick Moore to explain uh, all. Uh, it probably
8: doesn't take a genius to work out that
11: somebody else is going to without, uh, uh, present this award. Um, this is the player's player of the year award for the first team. Uh, this guy has been outstanding all year. Uh, arguably the best Player in the league,
4: from a few people's opinion,
11: um, with a total of
4: 991 runs in all comps. i just refresh the page. On <laughs>
11: 50. <league. sighs> 58 wickets. <laughs> <laughs> we bowled far less overs than we should have bowled. Uh, The Player's Player of the Year this year goes to Captain Greg.
1: Great stuff, then, from Harry Puller. And what a season he's had as captain, his first year as being captain of uh, Chester Borton Hall's first 11. Well done, Harry. Okay, uh, so, as we all know, um, you can't have Rick Moore without having the other opening partner, Warren Goodwin. And here's Warren to tell us all about the player of the year.
0: Right, um, this was
9: a very closely uh, contested ballot. Uh, I think there were about five votes between third and first. So, third was Joey Esparo. Yes. Yeah!
11: Yeah! Yeah! yeah, yeah. Five, 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 uh Great season, Joey. Second was um, Ali Connor.
3: And then uh, it's probably not much of a surprise, but Harry Glorin. What I think he
11: had an incredible season this year. Not only to take him a captain captaincy at, at such a young age, um, to
7: put in to get the runs that he did,
11: get the wickety or to take the that he took throughout the year,
3: under bowl himself. Um, he did. He did a great job. We did win the league. At least we won one one trophy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job and thoroughly uh, deserves so Harry Corrin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, right, so uh, by now a rigor mortis had set in. There are a few comatose souls around the place, and Lee Spectacularly then announced another award. Here's what he said.
2: Now, the last award, this is a special award because when you get to first team cricket, you're getting that little bit closer to potentially playing at a higher level. And now, one of the things you watch T20s, you see runs, and you see strike rate. Oh, yeah. Now, strike rate now is the modern way. 14 off 8 balls is now a great innings. I've got a problem now because I'm a crab. Andy Metcalf (laughs) gets 14 off 8, he gets a clap on the way in. I get 2 off 25 balls, dug in it out, he's crap and he's finished. (laughs) This guy, underpicked by his brother, (laughs) underpicked by his brother in the first team. The person with the best strike rate in first-team cricket this year was not Rick Moore, it wasn't Alex Money, it wasn't Andy Metcalf, and it wasn't Harry Kaloran. The winner of the strike rate champion, Joe Kaloran! A few, a few words. We'll do Q&A, Joe. Uh, Joe, fantastic award, a no award. Obviously, Harry's just one players' play. He used to be slightly overshadowed here, but that's fine. How you feel? Yeah, buzzing to win any uh, award. I will take
11: that, absolutely buzzing. Um, yeah, I only played one game this year, which was, I well, thought, slightly hard done by my own brother. did so not pick me. That's why i made mates on a few occasions. I'll come down big game on Sunday, Cheshire Cup. I thought, And they were like, I thought you'd be playing, Joe. I was like,
2: oh, it's not pick me again, Harry. Um, Sorry, I don't realise I'm starting to tap reality TV show. Do you want to go to the One <laughs> well, other thing this year, Joe. You've been the most
11: unlucky COVID player in the history of cricket. Yes. How's that happened? Yeah, I think it was um, June or July. I had a four-week stint where I, had, um, I was playing for the first team. And they were... Didn't have a game, and then I got picked for the third that didn't play, and then the second they also didn't play, so about a month's worth of man cricket for me. Well, you stayed safe
2: though? Yeah, stayed safe. Kirby friendly. <laughs> champion <Duke> and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I've never heard of that one before, but uh, well done to Joe. Well done, of course, to uh, to Harry. Uh, fabulous. Let me just run through those awards for you there. Uh, the batsman of the year for the First Eleven was Atif Qureshi. The bowler of the year was Jack Williams. The captain's award went to Charlie Fleet. The champagne moment went to Andy Metcalf and to Lee Dixon. The player's player of the year went to Harry Kaloran. The strike rate champion was Joe Calloran, and as we said, the Chester Morton Hall Player of the Year, well deserved, went to Harry Kaloran. Right, time to go but then Hatif Qureshi, what a great presence he has and what a, a great uh, person to have around the place who joined us this year. He just wanted to say a couple of final right, words. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm very emotional because I've played for a lot of clubs in the UK for the past few years
8: and i uh, when I came to Chester, I didn't know that I was going to get so much respect. I'm very emotional, basically. Because when I when I spoke to Fleety for the first time, he said, okay, come to the club. I wouldn't say like, he said, if you're good enough, you can play. He said, you know, we'll see you. And if you think you're good enough, you can play the first team cricket. But the way I got respect, the way Harry, Dicko, he all, you know, took me as, as a player, as a, as a senior player and take care of me, it's it's something out of this world and I will never forget that. And uh, I can just say to you like, you know, I don't want to go anywhere else, as as long as I'm in the UK, I'll be playing to Chester for the club.
1: And there you have it then, dear listener. Thank you for staying with us. It really was a cracking night in the tent, uh, the Senior Awards Night. The Junior Awards followed the next day, and we'll have more about that another time. But uh, thank you if you stayed with us. You managed that. It was a cracking night, and uh, I'm going for a lay down now. But uh, we'll be back at some stage on the full toss. Thanks to your company. Remember, the tent goes down uh, the uh, week beginning the 18th of October, but plenty happening upstairs. Keep an eye on the website. We'll catch you soon. Take care now.
0: From Chester Boughton Hall.